0: This podcast is a part of the Podmania podcasting network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello one. hello all, come in, come in, welcome, welcome. Um, I was not planning on podcasting today, like it wasn't an active decision I made, I didn't wake up and go, I shall not podcast today. No, I just, I I wasn't planning on it, like... I wasn't expecting a show to come out where I just felt like I had to review it, but it happened today. Um, I just woke up, and I woke up quite early, I've been a bit ill, so you know you know how it's like when you wake up early, you tend to, like you don't know what else to do. So I, I checked alljapan.tv, and I saw that the K- Kenta Miyahara versus um, Yuma Aguaya match, I'm probably saying his name wrong, um, that's one problem, with no... English commentary, but you know what? I'm not going to hold that against or um, Japan. I know why they don't do it. We'll get more into that as we go on, actually. Um, I saw that much was happening. I've seen a bit of the build-up. I saw that um, Ayagaya has been a bit of a naughty boy. We'll get on to that when we got to the main event. And I was like, I'm going to watch this today. And I watched it um, just before and just after I did today's uni work. And you know what? It was great. And I loved it. And um, I'm very quickly sorry if my voice is a bit sore. Well, I say sore. It, it, that's not going to affect you at all. I'm sorry if it sounds a bit rough. Um, I lost it over the weekend. I'm only just getting it back today. But I really do need to talk about this match. Like, I literally need to talk about this match. And also, might as well talk about the rest of the card while I'm here. Um, I didn't take notes, so like it's not all going to be super in-depth. But And I can't really go into the booking. I'm going to say that now. I'm not. I've I'm I've been new to new to All Japan rather for the last six months. If that makes sense, like I've only watched a few things. I've only like three shows this year. It's close to matching my record for All Japan shows watched in a year. But you know, I want to make I've I've said it before, and, and I'll say it again. I want to make an active effort to watch more Japanese wrestling this year, especially stuff like um, I find like Noah and All Japan. It definitely breaks through the language barrier, and stuff like Stardom and uh, Dragon Gate and. New Japan, with English elements, so there's really no excuse for them, but like, with All Japan and Noah especially, and also DDT, um, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna make an effort, I'm not gonna like, watch every show, that would be crazy, but I'm definitely gonna watch, um, like, for big events like this, for monthly Corrican Hall events, like, three hours every month, it's not that much, is it, it's an, e- it's an evening every month, or in this case, over a day, every month, <laughs> um, but I can't wait to talk about it, and... I, I might as well start at the beginning. I say start at the beginning. In reality I am gonna start with All Japan's aesthetics. I've talked about this on the classic, I think, on the new on the young line. But uh just we, we didn't really go over it in depth. I love how old Japan looks. I love how the ring looks. Like the ring looks completely different from anything else. Like in terms like the turnbuckles just look different. I know this sounds weird but like it's one of the reasons why I like it. It just looks different from anything else I watch. Um I like the blue corner and red corner entrances. Like I know like whenever anyone's in Korok and Hall, even stardom nowadays they come down the different entrance ways but like i like the attention to detail or ones that like are blue path ones like a red path I do, it's a small thing but i like it um <clears throat> and also one big nitpick throughout this is and it's the same for every old japan show really they don't have graphics like okay so when i'm watching say a Noah show it's easier because it's in increments on youtube like, I've been watching a Noah show, I'm watching it ages later on YouTube because Noah doesn't have a streaming service. Like, it's on DDT World now, but it's not like, every single um, Noah show is going up on there. Like I think one of the big ones, like, the only one on there so far is the Junior League final, which I still haven't watched, but I'm definitely going to get around to that because I've heard it's amazing. And, like, it's just hard to put a name to a face. It's one of the reasons I, like, Um, I got into stardom in All Japan. Like, basically, I initially got into All Japan. It was, like, about three weeks before... Um, the G1 starts, and all my uni work was in, so I had I had nothing else to do. So what I did was I took out All Japan World, well, All Japan TV and Stardom World, and I was like, I'm going to give these to a watch. I've heard good things about both of them, and I'll carry one of them on or none of them on, or whatever, and I carried Stardom on and to be a big Stardom fan like I am right now. But I didn't carry on All Japan World. And like part of that is the fact that we, we don't have graphics. Like It's, it's such a simple thing. And like, I get how if they can't do it, because I understand we're on a shooting budget nowadays. So like, the, the biggest place we run is Cork and All, but it makes it so much easier to put a name to a face. And I don't know, I, I just not being able to put a name to a face a lot of the time. Like for the most part, I can't remember a lot of these people. <laughs> um, like in the Mighty Man tags, I can't tell you who everyone is because it's even my first time seeing them, or like they didn't leave enough of an impact for me to put a name to a face. And that's a shame, but it's a real shame. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try and get over that amp. Like my aim within the next few months is to be able to watch all Japan without the cage match um article next to me to check who everything is. Um, by the way, thanks to um Voices of Wrestling and Gerald Trolia. I, I'm really bad with names right now. Um, for his preview article, I actually it actually really helped. Um, knowing what everything was, and who everyone was, and what the stories were, so, I, I definitely recommend Men's Outlets, like Voices of Wrestling, if you into Japanese wrestling, because, you have people who have been watching for years and, years and years and years and years and years, doing these things for you, like, they know the current product's inside it now, it's like, so, I definitely do that, I understand not wanting a second screen experience, like, it's part of the reason why I didn't get into DZT, because, like, because it's a comedy show, like a lot, the promos do mean a lot, and having having to have that second screen next to me with like the translations while the promos are going on, it's annoying. And look, I don't want that in wrestling. I understand if you think I'm fucking stupid or whatever, but you know, I don't. I like, I like for stuff like Old Japan and Noah, and even like New Japan and Stardom, where the characters get over without the promos. The promos just help enhance. Like I could I could tell most of what was going on. Without um, translation here. So, if that's something you're worried about going into all Japan, don't. I'd say give it a go for one. Like, watch one of the big Korokin shows. Like, watch basically the latest big Korokin show. And if if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You lose six quid. And so if you have six quid to spare, why the fuck not? It, it, that's what? Two coffees? Give it a go. Give it a go. Why not? Anyway, on to the actual show now. As you'll know if you watch New Japan, um, the undercard of any. A lot of Japanese promotions, uh, a lot of tag matches, and you know what? I'm not avert to that because honestly, um, I can't be asked with being invested in every single match. So, like all these undercard tag matches, which may further a story, but not necessarily um, be important. I'm I'm completely fine with them. Like a lot of people complain about them, especially when they turned up in Wrestle Kingdom. But like, if Ishi versus Shingo did happen on that card, for example. There's no story. There's no investment. It's just going to be like a good match for the sake of a good match. And honestly, I'd rather them save that um save that singles match for later down the line. In that case, and I'm sure that's kind of what we did here. Um, it was Hikaru Sato and Yusuke Okada. I'm going to get a lot of things wrong. And Junior Creos taking on um, Hakuto Amori, um, Rising Kieto and Tag... Sato. I probably got that wrong. I'm really sorry. If you listened to any of my early young lines, you knew I used to be really bad at saying like the New Japan roster, and now I'm fairly adept. I'll hopefully get better if I keep reviewing all Japan. Anyway, this was a fun opener. Um, like Everyone looked good. Not everyone had their wee chance to shine. No one looked bad, in my opinion. Like No one... Looked out for place. Then again, it's an opening match, is where he had to look out for place. In an opening match like Stardom has another, um, has like fourteen year olds in the main event. So not the main event. Actually, sometimes in the main event, it's weird. Stardom's weird, but well, they're not weird. They're amazing. Anyway, um, apparently, um, Sato was a Wrestle One guy turned freelancer. I I know nothing about Wrestle One. Um, that I'm pretty sure that's Muto's. Um, from well, promotion. So could be good i don't know i don't know but like this is fun um okada got the win with this sort of fisherman buster and it was really good it's really fun um, i would give it a five honestly like i said i've been saying really good but like it was good it was a it was a fun fine opener didn't go too long didn't go, didn't feel too short everything you'd need in an opener like can't seem to have ebbs and flows. This was exciting enough to open and like not have me be turned off. So I I, I really like All Japan's house style. So that sort of helps carry me <laughs> through it. If that makes sense. Like um, for example, a five between a five and a seven out of ten in All Japan, I probably enjoy that much more than a five through seven out of ten in New Japan. Just because I I I keep finding myself preferring All Japan's just general style. So, take from that what you will. But, yeah, this is a fun opener. <laughs> Long story short. Next up was a match between the Purple Haze team of Zeus, Utamaro, and Izanaki, versus the Jin team of Noya um, Ato Ishida, and Fuminori Abe. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um... This was fun, again, I love Zeus, every time I see Zeus I'm like, I mostly love Zeus because every time me and Rob mention him around Garth, Garth, Garth thinks we're talking about the Zeus who fought Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam, which is funny, but um, yeah, this was once again, I can't really analyse this much because I, I couldn't put a name to a face, once again, with the exception of Zeus, um, this is fun though, um, apparently Purple Hades is the new heel faction, at least that's what I'm gathering especially from what happened in the tag title match later on the night but yeah, I, I had fun watching this and it was it's another five out of ten not much to talk about i can't talk about the birkin um because there is none but purple haze won it was it was a good it was, it was good I, it was a fight it was again another fine opener the actual card starts the next match i swear <laughs> Next up was the All-Asia Tag Team Championship match with Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto taking on Takaru Umari and Black Man- menzo I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm so sorry. Um, but you know what? This match was great. This is better than the tag match later in the night. Spoilers. Um, this was a very, very simple story of the... I know um Umari and um, Black menzo from the Champions Carnival Finals. They, of course, won in the finals. They were just on the card. And I know for the most part they're a comedy tag team. But um, they got promoted here for um, to go for the all age tag team championships, which I understand is more secondary. Although that's weird, because from like all the old Kings Road matches I've seen, they've been like the, the main one. I don't know what happened, but I will have to ask Rob. Rob knows more than me. Um, but but you know what? They really stepped up to the task. Um, they really went for it, and it was really fun. Um, Jake Lee is amazing, as you would know if you've seen any of his Kenzumihara matches. Um, but like it's very hard to say whether or not it's him is amazing or just because like if we're being honest, Kanto can make you care about anyone and we'll get on to that in the main event. But this was like, seriously, this is just a fun tag match. Like, but she just don't get a Nijban because the gorilla's a destiny choke holding my those fucking titles. But I okay, again it's a simple story even like someone who barely knows what's going on in all japan can tell and like there was a point in this match where just everyone was hitting big moves and it was awesome um the crowd were really hot behind the baby faces here and literally like this is where the card begins i understand if you don't want to bother with your first two matches but this match was really good and really crowd pleasing and probably better than any New Japan like tag match this year. I'm trying to think what they, what like we've had. Actually no, the um Pungy 3K. That match um against Despie and Kanamaro was better than this. But like other than that, this is great. Um There's not a ton of flaws other than like I'm sure if I was more invested in the characters, this will get high grade, but like as it stands as seven, it's a really fun, solid tag match. And I, I, I know that isn't meant to be, He looks like a junior. So, like, have the all-Asia tag titles opened And I know Nagata held them at some point, but I still just assumed they were just the main tag titles. But apparently they're not. I guess we'll never know. Well, that's a lie. But... Uh, just, uh, this was refreshing, because, again, I'm used to how New Japan booked their tag division, which is awfully. So, to have two tag team title matches on this card both of which felt like they had importance placed on them it, it was refreshing and it's part of the reason why i want to get into all japan because i love tag team wrestling and especially in new japan it feels neglected so i just want some more good tag wrestling in my life call me simple to please i I really am you'll see that and you'll see that as we go along <laughs> for fuck's sake even in all japan pro wrestling i cannot escape manubu naganishi He's a fucking vi he's not a virus. He, poor, poor man's retiring, and being mean, and all Japan New Japan was happy enough to let him have a last match in all Japan, apparently there's history there. I don't know. Um but this was this this is fun actually. I can see this being like a better match than his actual retirement match. It was um Manabu Naganishi, Akiyama, who I do know, I do know him, he's fucking great. Um Isabu Nishimura and Yutaka Yoshi versus Yoshitatsu, um Raiju Sai, to, um Tajiri and Damn Tomorrow. I know a lot of people in this match Um, two of them because of WWE but like their best work definitely isn't in WWE but no one's best work really is in WWE L- long story short this was a nice nice week stand off a lot of New Japan guys in there like um, Yoshitatsu and um, Tajiri so it, this was a nice week stand off it wasn't the best match but like Back to Nakanishi. He failed to get, I think it was um Sai, up for the torture rack. Um but he managed to get him up and then Tajiri came in and tried to hit the mist. And Nakanishi just fucking um windmilled um, Sai into him. It was great, that was really fun. Um probably the most fun part of this match, to be honest. And yeah, it was just it was just a fun match. Nice little send off to Nakanishi. I'd give it a five um, I know I've given a 5 to a lot of this, but, like, again, a 5 for me in All Japan is still really good. Like, I, I prefer the average All Japan match to the average New Japan match, but, like, I feel like New Japan's thing is high, but I think that's also mostly because I follow the product more, as because I'm only now getting into All Japan as we've gone into. But, you know, this was, again, a great way to send off Nakanishi and no one looked bad so it's not like the Legends match at the New Year's War where like Sasuke was somehow doing magic weird just weird right I think this happened at this part of the show I honestly do, I think that I think this is what happened I can't quite remember when this happened but this, the um announcements for the Champions Carnival the equivalent of a G one Happened. And you know what? This is a lineup even I as an old Japan novice can get behind. Um it was just it was like for G one announcements. Just not <laughs> Um I'll just read down the list and tell you what I think, I guess. Um Kanto Miyahara, Yuma Agoya, um Surama, Ishikawa, Zeus, Jake Lee, Yoshitatsu, um Noya Nomura um, Raiji Sai, Kai, um, Yoshida, Katamani, Sho um Shingi, uh, Shinji Hiro Iri, Jesus Christ. Um, Valenta, um, Joel Redmain, Lucas Steele, David Boy Smith Junior and Takashi Segura. This is really good. Um Noah's international champions in there, uh, who've had a great match with Elgin at the Sumo Hall show. I've yet to see his match with um I forget but it is, but uh, um, the January 4th show, which was meant to be really good but that has me excited thought of him against Zeus, is great um, I love E being in there um, I, he's just great I, like, we'll go into that later for sure but he's one of the few people on this card I already knew and he's really good David Bushmester Jr, I'm really happy to see what he can do he's been out of Japan since last year, I think um, like, I can't remember last time he was in, like, I don't know if he's been in Noah or whatever, but, like, I know he's left New Japan about a year ago now and, like, mainly been doing, like, M O W and stuff like that. And, you know what, For the little bit I've seen has been good. He had a really good match with Timothy Thatcher once. Um, one time in his whole life. This is sort of a up There's enough people in there where I'm interested in seeing this tournament, but, like, I'm not sure if I can hack it. It's so close to Super Genius, and Super Genius is already so close to G1, but I'm not sure if I can hack another round robin in my life, especially one of this size. I might. I might. I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> but, yeah, I, again, from what I'm reading like with the, in the comments of like posts where they're doing this, it's apparently an overall upgrade from last year. Like, Joe Doeing's out, but apparently Joe Doeing was in no state to wrestle last year and, like, everyone added, added something, so... But that's something I can get behind. I know Kai had a match with Kentami Hara that was really good, which I've yet to see, I think. But, yeah, I'll, like, we have added three or four people that I'm interested in seeing. So, like, it, I cannot... I can't complain looking at this list. I might check it out, I might not. It's, like, it's something I'll throw on. It's something I'll throw on if there's nothing else more important that day. Oh, there's so much wrestling in the world, isn't there? Next up, the All Japan World Junior Heavyweight Championship was on the line with Su. I- I've I've seen this name a million times because uh, I know he's um also from Dragon Gate, but like I haven't been able to put like the name. I haven't heard the name said enough to say it properly. So it's Susumu Um Yokosuka, that's the best I can do, taking on Francesco Akira from Italy, I believe. Um and it's super weird, right? So I keep hearing about like well, not keep hearing, but every time I heard I hear about All Japan, I, I don't hear about their um junior division. And B, whenever <laughs> I never really do hear about it, it's never anything good. It's like their champion dying on a um in a accident, and I I don't know. I've only seen like four matches now in the division. All of them are around 7 out of 10. Like, it's a consistently alright division. Like, the Junior Mat Finals um, the month before hit um, 8 out of 10 for me. But you know what? This didn't quite hit that. This was fun, though. Um, First time seeing Francesco O'Kira. And he's fine, but also not great at selling. Like... um, I I'm gonna regret saying this name every time. Yokosuka um kept going for his knee, knee and his leg at the beginning, and he just didn't sell it for the rest of the match. And it, it's not like the type of attack where you can just ignore it. It was full on for about the first five minutes of the match. So like that kind of brought his match down for me. But like just how good the move is. It's a seven out of ten match for me. Just for how good the move there, and just. Attacking, and attack and attack and just never really let up. Both men are cool. Um, Francesco sort of comes off to me as a sort of—I don't say generic, but like he comes off to me as an indie kid, which is fine. You go to you go to Japan to get better, and I'm sure he'll get better. But I don't know, like he he felt a tiny bit out of de I was death, especially when it came to like how he looks. He doesn't have the best look, so. I don't know. This is this is still a really good match, and there was a Death Valley Driver off of the top rope, which I am never ever ever not going to give a match a seven out of ten. But has that? I love the Death Valley Driver. I love dangerous moves. I love people almost dying. God, I'm a sick son of a bitch, aren't I? Anyway, but but I like honestly. This is this is a continually another solid match on a continuing a very solid show with a really good main event which is only two matches away i'm so excited to talk about it um next up was the all japan world tag team championship which is apparently their main championship i mean the headline shows um so it must be their main tag championship it was the violent giants conditioning of shwama and suji ishikawa this is a great team i love them um taking on the purple haze team of i can't shinjiro iri and lucas steel and i already three out of four people in this match this has been rare like I've not known a majority of people in this match throughout this whole card really so really happy to see it here Um, Lucas Steel was fairly new from my I understand and apparently the way they've been training him uh, is to hide how green he is which to be fair is a standard book and isn't it cover up your um, guys weaknesses with their strengths and this was good this wasn't a long match this wasn't especially this wasn't an especially long match and it didn't quite reach the height of the violent giants match um at last month like which i give it out of 10 this is about seven um mostly because like the interference at the end was a bit much like i understand like purple haze is meant to be like this new heel faction but like um dude in mask jumped up I, i've forgotten his name um jumped up started cutting a promo and then like people got jumped and like they rattled into the crowd and then came back. There was a great moment actually where um Shikawa brought back um Erie, threw him in the ring and then Erie just dived right the fuck back back out I him. That was great. Um and then the inter- um stuff happened, the interference ha- um came back and then the match ended with um Schwammer hitting three Death Valley drivers in steel. Jesus Christ. Um and Violent Giants picking up the win. And it was, you know what, that was, it was a really, it was a really, again, six, seven out of ten, I'm feeling. I I haven't given it a proper score yet. But this, it was fun, but not great. Like, the interference kind of hindered it, and also it didn't go too long. It didn't go that long over ten minutes, I don't think. Like, it wasn't, like, a tag epic or anything, but it was a fun tag match. Again, continuing the theme of this card, just being solid. The reason I want to talk about this card is up next, and I can't wait to talk about it, but... (sighs) I I think it might have been better to put the tiles on purple haze. Like from what I understand, from what I've read, basically, violent giants have been just ruling the roost, and people and like people might just be starting to get sick of them. Like honestly, I'm off of them keeping the tiles because I love them and I'm new to the products. But I'm sure if you've been watching for a while, maybe it's a bit annoying. Maybe there's no one for them to face. I don't know, but all I know is that I hope. Next time Purple Haze go for the titles if they do, there's less interference. <laughs> Holy shit, action stations, action stations. <laughs> this is not a drill, main event time, and It was fucking amazing. Um, Kento Miyahara taking on Yuma Agoye? Ao Something like that. And I'm just going to call him Yuma. Um, this match was fucking great. So, like, um, I'd seen some of the build-up, not a ton, and then the video package really helped sell the story. Weirdly, not needing <laughs> like not but it broke through the language barrier but then again wrestling at its core is a visual art form so but I think we should I think you should be able to tell the story without um, without it and like that happened here basically um, Yuma got his shot by tapping out Kentamiahara and then just started being a bit of a bastard didn't he started being a bit of a cunt um, going forward, and just kept fucking him up, f- attacked him at the press conference, and then setting up this match. Um, Kento was received like a fucking god, and like I'm not being funny. It's one of the things I don't like about All Japan, and that's actually another thing. Like, it's also why I don't like things like NXT UK, and um, I'm trying to think of another example. Um, where like the disparity in how well some how good someone looks, how they're perceived, how godlike they are, is so different. Like Kent Miyahara, as much of an as I enjoy the rest of the card, he's just such a level above. And I like, I guess that should be the case with an ace, but like you look at like you look at say New Japan, like, Okada's the ace, but then you have like Naito, Jay White, Ishii, um, Ibushi, Tanahashi, all these people who would conceivably be someone's favourite in that promotion. Whereas like I don't know. I feel like people really need to justify themselves if they don't say it's Katsuhime Miyahara and not Japan. Like it's it's semi-noah actually. Where like yeah, Katsuhime is technically the race, but like there's loads of people in there like um Kano and Marufuji and um Elgin. Um, I keep I forgot his fucking name. and That's awful. But like the guy who's an international champion. There's so many people in that promotion as well where it could conceivably be their favourite, and like oh Japan doesn't have that like we have the big star and they book around that big star which I kind of get it's kind of I kind of worked for them before I guess like in the 90s where like undisputably they drew well but like you look at that like yeah Masao was the ace but you had like Kibashi Kawada Jin um Akira All oh wait the wing so I, d- I don't know it's just a weird thing what well, you know it's not weird though this match, this match was absolutely amazing. Um, so Yuma, can uh, almost right away, starts going for... Like, it starts, like, the normal, like, back and forth of any um, Kanto Miyahara match. It's normally a formula. And then, um <laughs> Yuma just starts going for the arm and doesn't stop going for the arm. And, like, when he first started doing it, I'm like, oh, fuck, Kanto's going to start ignoring this, isn't it? Because there's one thing I can say about Kanto he's never been my favorite seller like he can sell but like for example his match with jake lee last month yeah that was good but like he spent most of it on the back foot and when me and harris on the back foot i tend to lose a bit of interest i don't know how much that has to do with him or his opponents but like it happened to Fuji a wee bit so you know what I'm, I'm gonna say it's just a problem with him he sold with sam amazingly well he sold it great and like um Yuma kept finding great ways to go back into it, um, back into attacking the arm threw it against the post. Um, like there was just every time um, Kento would hit a arm-based move, he'd sell it directly after. Like he wouldn't be able to completely, he would be able to capitalize on opportunities because of how bad the arm was. Um, and again, he's just let me put it this way: <laughs> like um, Yuma's finish is basically a butterfly lock. And he that got over in this match for me, and the butterfly lock is one of the least favorite things. But it sort of transitioned into a um into a Kimura lock almost, and it was great. Um, Kento would continuously just not use arm-based offense when he could, like sometimes you just have no choice. But like he'd be using his knees and his kicks. Um, he hit a power driver at one point. Um, just <laughs> and and uh, he. Uh, there was a point in this match where he couldn't hit the shutdown suplex because he he held him for too long, his arm gave away, and Yuma capitalised. This match had fluidity, it had logic, it had everything, all that good shit. And honestly, if I was more invested in the story, I can see this being a 10. But since, as a newcomer, it's not really a 10. But again, I can give a 10 to, as a newcomer. I gave a 10 to the Go Shizaki and um, Kaito Kiyamaya match. Not to this one, which is weird but seriously, this match is great. Go out your way to check it out, definitely. Um like again, Kento selling. Like he actually sold. That was a great point in this match actually, where um he was um was just being a dick, like kicking and slapping him. He spanked Kento. Like actually spanked him. And like that woke Kento up. He's like, No, you will not be homoerotic with me it was funny it's like it was fucking amazing and like I, I was like oh you fucked up again that's what i've been saying throughout this whole thing you don't the language barrier stuff sort of gets transcended within the match they tell a story within the match the story is uh, here is vr mccanto and it and um working towards that submission like it's not something that should constitute being amazing it's something that should just be complete throughout wrestling but it's not always the case. People sometimes just skip selling. <laughs> and it's annoying. It seemed the um, junior match for that. Or like the DIY versus fucking Mustache Mountain match. Jesus Christ. But no, this match was amazing. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, Favourite All Japan match of the year so far. Admittedly, um, I've only seen three shows. Like I've seen three big shows. I imagine that's where the best matches that happened. I've ever heard a singles match buried away on one of the... Um, Road 2 show well not road t show, but like one of just for random tour shows. Um was really good. But still this no another level for Kent this is probably my second favourite Miyahara match now, just behind um the Jake Lee Champions Carnival match. I'm glad we picked someone who wasn't J. K. Lee because that's match sort sure, of sort of been done to death now. Um, yeah, like I can't speak for booking going forward, but you know who came out to challenge Mia uh, Miyahara? Schwama. And you know who I fucking love, I don't know if I emphasise it as much as I should have. Schwama, i love Schwama. But, but backdrop for days backdrop for days i love a good backdrop and i believe kento will make it look good so uh, that's going to be great i can't wait i actually can't wait to see that match i don't know when it's happening um oh japan are really annoying i can't find the schedule for it for the life of me if anyone knows where i can find the schedule please let me know but uh, so good so good everything about this was good seriously go your way to see it anyway that has been I, we're just going to